0: Welcome back everybody to a special 26th episode of True North Talk. This audio was originally part of a video for Joseph's uh channel, state in the obvious. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out on YouTube. He talks about current events, news, commentary, all that sort of thing. But for this video, the quality of the video we decided wasn't quite up to um or Joe decided wasn't up to, to his standards for posting, so um but the audio, I thought, was was well worth sharing. And so, in this special episode of True North Talk, um, Joseph and myself, Peter Burtonette, are going to be discussing the effects of social media, talking about um, whether we, sh- you know, whether you should de- delete social media or just cut back on it, and just kind of an overall good discussion on a topic that both Joseph and I actually kind of see in in a different light. So, without further ado, this is episode twenty six, special episode of True North Talk.
1: We kind of wanted to discuss uh, something that we we've been discussing, like and off the th- camera,
0: disagreeing on a little bit,
1: which yeah is
0: good. Something we talked about too, and we'll get into this a little bit more. But um, it seems like a lot of times people try to agree on things, even if maybe they shouldn't. Um, people are always like, "Oh, it's okay. You you think what you think, and I'm gonna think what I think." But you know, we try to find a middle ground and. I think that's good to try to find a middle ground, but we we have kind of two differing viewpoints, I think, on social media, and so we'll kind of dive Certain into Certain
1: aspects of social media. Yeah. So this video, we, I want to talk about Instagram and kind of the utility of Instagram and whether it's, it's a good thing or bad thing mm-hmm. for uh, especially young people, because yeah. we're young people. So I think we, I want to talk to young people out there, but if you're not young, you may as well relate. You might relate to this as well. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about Instagram. So the topic is like, is Instagram helpful or more detrimental? Hmm. So do you want to kind of give your thoughts first of all? Yeah. I, I guess, hold on. So the first, let's go, yeah. let's start with utility. So why sure. do you, why do you think Instagram is useful and how should it be used just for young people? How should it be used?
0: I think it's, it's kind of the basic, why is social media useful? It allows you to connect with people that maybe you wouldn't be able to connect with as often or even at all you know, in in a positive way. And obviously that can go down a different direction that isn't as good, but I think that's the usefulness of it. And Instagram can also, we talked about this before the podcast, but we'll bring it, or before the video, we'll bring it onto the video also, that, um, you know, Twitter for me, I use for work. I don't use Instagram really for work. I have an account that's more sports focused, um, but I don't use that one too much. Um, so, I don't really use Instagram for work, but social media, Instagram included, obviously, can be used as you would for work. Whether it's, I mean, you look at a lot of pages that I follow, or like a sports center or a bleacher report, the people who run those, that's their job, obviously. And so, I think that's the usefulness of it.
1: Okay, so why don't, let's, let's, I feel like we should do like a, almost like a Socratic method type of video okay. here, because we have two different standpoints. Sure. So, so, just to make it clear to the audience, my standpoint is that I would say that. I don't disagree about social media. I think there's a use case of social media Mm -hmm. for Instagram. I think it's a little bit different though. So like my standpoint is I think Instagram as a whole is more detrimental than helpful Mm -hmm. for people in general, um, in most cases. Sure. And the reason I believe that is because I don't think for the utility of the app, I don't think that it really offers anything that, uh, cannot be gained in real life. And like your example that you used just now, maybe we can start there. Is like staying in touch with people you normally wouldn't, mm-hmm. and having connection with those people. And my first point would be that I don't necessarily think that staying in touch with people that we otherwise wouldn't is necessarily a good thing. And I don't, I don't necessarily even think it's useful at all because I think a lot of the times, like think before we before we had Instagram, mm-hmm. how would we do that? Like if somebody was important enough to us to keep in touch with them, I think we'd have their phone number. We'd have their address. We could go physically see them. We, If we liked them or cared about them enough, we'd give them a call. Mm-hmm. But having somebody that we don't even see on a daily basis or may never even see again, which before I got rid of Instagram for the most part, I recently got back on a little bit here mm-hmm. and there for content purposes. Before I got rid of it, a lot of the people that I was still following, I had not seen them in five, sometimes even ten years. And it's like I'm probably never going to see them ever again. So mm-hmm. I guess my point is kind of like why – uh, how would it benefit us to, to keep paying attention to their life when the reality is, A, we probably don't have a close relation up, close enough relationship with them to even need to see their life, and also B, like how does that help us? Because I think it's more distracting to us. So do you have any, any answer counterpoints for that?
0: Yeah, I would say there's kind of a little bit of a difference. I think I agree with you in the feed, because in the feed, like posts that people post, a lot of times I agree with what you were saying about it's know, some people probably wouldn't be talking to and do you really care what's going on in their lives? Probably not. But where I would disagree with you is in messages. And we kinda talked about this again before the video. Um it's the same kind of case with Snapchat. I live in Omaha, my family lives in Ohio and Florida and all over the place. So I can't see them on a day to day basis. And so a lot of times what we'll do, especially my, my brother and my sister and me, we'll share stuff back and forth on Instagram and on Snapchat. And if we didn't have those apps and if I wasn't using those apps, I wouldn't have that little, you know, just fun communication, sharing, sharing memes, sharing videos of animals and pictures of our of our own of our dogs that we shared growing up. So that's, that's where I disagree because I have, I think, I, have, I mean, I know, I'm not going to say I think, I know those are genuine connections with
1: family. I don't disagree with that. So mm-hmm. my, my question was kind of like about people that we know we're not going to see, okay. that we know – like I said, in a world without Instagram, we wouldn't see these people probably. We probably wouldn't keep in, in touch with them. Mm-hmm. What is the benefit for that? Because I think, honestly, as human beings, I think there's a famous thing that, saying that comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if as human beings, we, you know, it, do we have enough mental capacity to be able to focus on so many people's lives? Like never in, and ever in, in human history have we had the ability to, at any moment, 24 7 pick up a device and look into other people's lives and not only look into their lives but look into a, a tilted like a skewed view of their life because
0: yeah looking we'll through a tinted window
1: right because nobody's going to post up the negative moments in their life mm-hmm. really for the most part and they're not going to post up the losses mm-hmm. you know the, the the bad moments it's only a highlight reel so the question is what benefit and it, you know maybe this wording is not unbiased but i you know this is my position but what benefit does it bring us to to be viewing a highlight reel version of people's lives that we're never probably going to ever see other than like comparing yourself what benefit does that bring
0: i think for me i don't see it as like comparing myself to others i think the, the biggest thing with all social media is what mindset you go into it with if you're going into it with like you know i'm curious to see what these people have going on in their lives and i'm curious to see you know, what, what they're interested in sharing, because what I share on social media is stuff that I enjoy, like this, the stadium tour, you know, that was that, that's been a big thing on my own, my own Instagram page is posting pictures from stadiums. And that's because I love going to college football stadiums and watching games. Um, And so that's how I see social media. I kind of see it as an opportunity to see what other people enjoy. So, okay.
1: So take comparison out of it. Say you're not mm, comparing yourself, which because I don't,
0: I don't find myself doing
1: that. Okay. Well, you're an anomaly because most people say they do. But it, take comparison out of the picture. What benefit would it bring you to see, like I said, the highlight real version of people's lives that you're probably never going to see in most cases? See, I would say it probably doesn't
0: bring much of a benefit. And some people would say, oh, then it's a waste of time. But honestly, this kind of sounds like maybe a cop-out answer, but I just don't see it that deep. Like, to me, it's just kind of a way... And this is where it can't. I, I will preface this; it can get dangerous because you can easily throw away tons and tons of time. But I see it as just kind of a a place. I guess my benefit would kind of be. And I said this to you before the podcast, as kind of like an escape. And I know a lot of people use that term. They're like an escape. It's because they have, you know, really you know stressful things going on in their lives, or they have a bunch of issues that they're going through, and they use it as an escape. But for me, I would view it as the the benefit of it is just kind of a. Like when you when you play video games, what benefit does that bring to you? It's just kind of a place where you can go, and the benefit of it for me that this is going to answer your question better because I feel like I haven't quite yet. The benefit for me is to just kind of you know take a step back, not worry about my work or what's going on really in the rest rest of the world. Just kind of an opportunity to see what's going on for me. I follow a lot of sports teams, so, so kind of to see more in depth of what's going on in the sports world, and to see what's going on for yeah, I follow influencers too. That might be a bit of a waste, um, but it's just to me, it's kind of a a fun little like a side side thing to have.
1: So, so I, again, I don't. You said like, what's the difference between video games and social media? Mm-hmm. So, I would never argue that, like, you know, I don't go around my life and say, "How is this benefiting me?" If it's not, I can't do it. Like hmm. reading, that's obviously benefit. Not all of its benefit, though. I mean, fictional reading. You know, playing guitar, things I do. You can like, still
0: learn stuff from fictional stories. Though. I guess that's too. Yeah, though. but
1: like, there's definitely hobbies I have that don't always bring a ton of value or benefit me in a certain way. But mm-hmm. I think when I think of like having a habit or something I do that gives me solitude away from the life, from my life, and just peace and serenity. I think most human beings, and, and I think this will be will show itself in like the uh, the studies that I've heard cited and in, in these types of conversations about. Like mental health in relation to social media, Mm -hmm. is that most people when they, it's kind of like what you said to me yesterday about like the partying things. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, not participating in partying and like seeing somebody going out and partying all the time, it's almost like that feeling of like you have to fight against that. Like I'm missing out on that type of stuff. Yeah, I think that that's. I think generally speaking, that's kind of the danger of of viewing that. You know, and Mm -hmm. and even if you try, even if you try to like say, you know, I'm not going to compare myself. It does this, happen
0: subconsciously.
1: It does. And yeah. that's and that's kind of the danger that I think is like viewing it even as like a, just an escape of sorts, is that I think in an, inadvertently you end up, you know, participating in this and mm-hmm. it's like a social, it's just like our society, it's like a social hierarchy at our fingertips nonstop. Whereas yeah. like, I think, old, and you probably agree with this, back before social media was around, you know the, the social hierarchy did exist you know mm, of course like their social ranking system and I think yeah. it's represented it's perfectly in social media the ranking system like you know celebrities and you have influencers and you have the follower count and all that but before that it's like when you're out in the world at, in the workplace you're participating in this hierarchy right what, what you wear what you drive your what type job, of house you live in your job your profession how you present yourself yeah, all and, and, then, stuff, yeah. and then you have your family or your home mm-hmm. and you come home and then you're outside of that Right. Whereas I think now social media is like you, you, you're you out in the hierarchy every single day and then you come home and then you it's right in your face again. And it's like you have no time away from this social hierarchy system. But yeah, and that's why – hmm. I don't know if you have a response to that
0: or if you dis- I think even disagree raised, with that. No, I think you do raise a good point. I just never really see social media as that. Like I don't – I think this goes back to the comparison thing. I don't really find myself being like – you know, let's just go with like the Paul brothers. Like I, I have a brother who's younger than me too, and we're both, you know, having some good success in both of our lives. And it'd be easy to say, but but it's not to the level of the Pauls. But I feel like well, who's to say it's not? I don't. Do that's, that.
1: a, that's a that's kind of a subjective. But measure. I'm
0: saying that's like that sort of comparison is what happens with people. Or like if if I'm like, I don't find myself doing this. But an example would be, you know, I'm at this level as a sports reporter. But look where Adam Schefter is. Personally, I don't allow that to creep into my mind, but I feel like that's what you're talking about, comparison on social media. That, that can happen.
1: What about? But what about what I was saying about like the hierarchy? Like You don't think that that's... No, I think that
0: does exist. Okay. But I think it, it stems from the comparison is what I was saying. Okay. It stems from people. Because, it, again, it's that comparison because you're comparing yourself to somebody who's higher up in the hierarchy.
1: I mean... And I don't
0: find myself doing that because I don't get bogged down in the comparison stuff and of course i'm not i'm not saying i, don't I never have that in my I don't, mind i don't
1: i wouldn't say i do either i mean us being christians mm-hmm. one of the things god says is to not to covet yeah right and it's yep. not it's not like you know social media that's in all areas of our life you know when we go in the world we shouldn't covet and the same thing we're on social media we should not covet mm-hmm. but i think and even the engineers of social media like i know that i saw a video recently where one of the top guys at facebook like a former CEO or something, he was there for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. He said, I would never use Facebook. Like, I've never had Facebook. I deleted mm-hmm. it 10 years ago. Get off of it. It's going to it's going to destroy your life. The way we build these alg- algorithms mm-hmm. is to make you compare yourself to others and to keep you addicted to the platforms.
0: I have something on that. For those out there and maybe even for you, if you have not seen The Social Network and The Social Dilemma, they might both be on Netflix. If they're not both on Netflix, you can find them somewhere, though. They're two excellent videos that dive into what you're talking about. The program, I mean, they are programming our brains on social media to fall into these things like comparison so, and just getting stuck. I think an example that uh, uh, my, my instant, my instant, what you're, what Instagram is for you is like what TikTok is for me. It's just, I see TikTok as a total waste of time. And at the same time, though, I did get it for work, I posted a few videos. Of kind of like game recaps, basically, um, but but that's you know we were talking about you know I see Twitter as work for me as a sports reporter it's work, Instagram for me is kind of an enjoyable thing an enjoyment thing, but TikTok is I feel like how you see Instagram in my in my mind.
1: So again, I would say that Instagram, I don't think it's totally useless, mm-hmm. but I think when you look at everything involved, I think that the negatives out, do outweigh the positives. And I think, when I, going back to my point though, I wanted to, I want to kind of ask you this, is mm-hmm. like, so, you know, not comparing yourself to others, I think is almost impossible on social media. But I think that it's because the engineers of the platforms themselves, like Instagram and Facebook, you, you know, Instagram and Facebook are one company basically, yeah. they own yeah. each other, or Facebook owns Instagram. Yep. So, if the, meta now, technically. Yeah, meta, right? Yeah. We all, meta's not doing that great right now <laughs> <laughs> stock. <laughs> but uh so if the if the platforms are designed to mm-hmm. make you do that, do you not think that that is a warning in in and of itself for most people? It's a risk definitely, yeah. and and for most people, and
0: I'm not trying to put myself on some pedestal saying that I never do that. I want to make that clear. I definitely do find myself still i guess probably sometimes subconsciously comparing myself and falling into what they. They want me to to get. I mean, that's stuck why they in. got
1: rid of the like number, right, on Instagram. Post. Right. That's why they removed that.
0: And I mean, and I use that feature because I, again, like I said, it's 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 almost like for me, Instagram is like, and again, I don't benefit out of it financially, but it's like a YouTuber, and of course, a lot of YouTubers put stuff out just for the views and the interaction and everything. But the way I see Instagram, and I think there are some genuine, you know, YouTubers out there who put content that they just enjoy. They like putting that content together, and they like putting it out for the world to see. And it's—I feel like Casey Neistat's kind of like that. I feel like he puts videos together that he really enjoys putting together, not for people to react to. I mean, he—of course, he's made some videos like that, I'm sure. But he—he seems—it's like an art. It's like a—it's like a—it's—it's it's like an artist, hmm. like a painter. That's how I see my social media. Is I'm, you know, putting it together, and I'm putting what I what I enjoy to put together, and then I'm seeing other people's art too. And I feel like I'm able to not, you know, not 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 end up being a painter who's like, Oh, that person's painting is better than mine. So that's I think that's that's the best analogy I could think of.
1: I mean, and that's fair. I mean and like I said, I've had times where I've spent I've spent time on Instagram, I've Mm -hmm. been on the platform, I've I've done it to the point where, you know, you can build up your follower account and have Mm -hmm. to get more interaction, these types of things and put your art art out to the world like I've done photography and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But I just think like I found that if you look at the name social media, it's like to foster more social interaction. And my standpoint is like I think and this is my completely my opinion, mm-hmm. but I just don't think Instagram offers anything that we cannot have in our real social lives. Like I don't I don't think it adds any real value unless you are strictly doing it for like a putting out digital art mm-hmm. type of thing. I guess that could bring some value, but even that you I think you have to really be really really careful about you know engaging in a platform that is designed to make yourself you know constantly be looking for more constantly be looking for more validation and like mm-hmm. comparison to others
0: that is a great point that is that is probably the the best point that that in my opinion because i agree with it probably i mean you made great points obviously but so i'm not going to say it's the best point that you've made but it's the one i agree with because that's that's probably the one that i've the trap i've fallen into where you your social interaction is limited to media on, on social media And then you lose and you miss out and you kind of, I wouldn't say like, some people do, like forget how to interact with people in real life. But, you know, at a point I can say probably at a point using social media where I kind of lost, not completely, but lost a good amount of like actual human interaction. And I feel like that happened for everybody during COVID. That was, you know, when, when when you didn't really go out much and it was easy to get stuck in a hole where you're like not actually talking. I I was very blessed to still be living at home with my family. So I had, you know, people that I interacted with every single day. And of course, family can get a little tiresome at times. But I think that definitely helped. I think if I didn't have that, I might have gotten deep in a hole of potentially depression and just, you know, all the bad things that can come from social media. But to to go back to that point, I think you need to have... And I I say a balance, but it it should be, you know, like a 80, 20 percentage of like 80% real human interaction. And as long as some people can't even handle that 20% of social media interaction, but I think it should be, you know, maybe 75, 25, but your, your interaction should be mainly. And again, it's about finding your balance. Everybody's different. Some people can handle more social media interaction. Some people can handle, can't handle as much. I think it's finding what your balance is, where you know you still feel like a functioning human being out in society, in real society.
1: I yeah, think I, I think I think that's fair. I also I, I do want to say that I think that social media and Instagram, especially, basically provides a buffer of sorts hmm. to not force you to get out and actually interact. And mm-hmm. a lot of people use it as a replacement.
0: Yep, and I th- and I, th- I admit I think I did that a little bit yeah. at times.
1: And I think it's so easy to do that. Hmm. And not only to replace it, but but to, you know, assume that just because you have a certain experience on social media, that you're going to have that same experience in real life, mm-hmm. which is definitely not the case. Yeah. And, and if you just look at the general trend of things with social interaction with humans, and just overall well-being, I think mm-hmm. since social media has taken over so much, we've seen nothing but you know anxiety go up, depression yeah. go up, and mental health go mm-hmm. up. And it's like, in my opinion. Whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever whatever platforms you use. Because I guess Facebook would be a good example. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a platform that I use more than Instagram mm-hmm. and I don't really I don't think it's as bad as Instagram. I mm-hmm. think Instagram is more like um But well, what do you benefit
0: from it? Like you were asking that's me earlier. what I'm saying. I mean exactly. Facebook
1: is mainly mainly family for me though. Yeah, like it's, that's a, what it's is a, for me. Literally my grandparents are on mm-hmm. there, like, you know, cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Um, and just I don't know, more of my real communities on Facebook sure. I feel like Whereas Instagram is just...
0: Because probably when you started Facebook. Yeah. You know, like when you're you're younger and you don't have all these people that you're really trying to... Especially when we started. Like now you have, you know, 13 and 14 year olds who are trying to, you know... A lot of times I feel like people our age, it's more like when you get into like late teens and young adult where you're really comparing yourself to others. And now that's starting to invade the younger minds. And I think that's a whole other thing because their minds aren't ready for that. And comparison again we talked about it earlier it's not good really it's not great at any time but when you're older you can handle that comparison I think more you're more suited for it but now we have kids that are stuck comparing themselves to others when they're I mean even younger than 13 to 14 probably like 11 12
1: and I, dude I've seen studies and this this is part of my my position here that mm-hmm. I think Instagram is not that great is that I've seen studies where like it's direct Instagram is directly linked to like increased suicide numbers mm-hmm. especially young girls they really struggle with comparison, and
0: I have a comment on that too. If you I just want to add anything yeah, else, go ahead. it's because it's something that my that my grandma says, and it's it's kind of funny because she she is now you know she kind of repeats herself more because she's getting she's getting older and she has Alzheimer's and stuff, but um, she always says like it's easy to say you know you know to, to tell somebody to go to hell is the term that she uses behind a keyboard, and it's you don't you, you don't see that half even a quarter of the amount of times that you see that that you face that interaction in real life. And that's why because on social media, even if you get ninety percent good comments, it's that one that's gonna stand out. And that and that's the same case in real life as well. You're just just kind of how our minds work is we're gonna focus on the negative a lot more than the positive. But again, when you're on those platforms and that's what you see is all the negative and that's another thing I think I've been able to do on Instagram is like filter that stuff out so I don't see as much of that like negative stuff. Like I re- I don't really go through comment sections hardly at all. I think that's what helps me to avoid some of these issues on Instagram. But that's what you're talking about with like depression and increased suicide rates is it's that comparison too, but it's also all this negativity that's on there and just this I would say hatred, straight up hatred and just rudeness and vile remarks and everything
1: yeah i mean i I think that the most logical thing to do the most thing the most logical outcome from this conversation and also just for young people out there or anybody out there in in these days is to understand that social media should not be your main source of social interaction Mm -hmm. and if you're going to use it whether it's instagram or facebook or twitter i think you had a good point about some people you know just have different preferences and different. Things for platforms like Twitter, I personally don't find to be that affecting at all for me. No, but like, I've seen—I've really feel... seen
0: more nasty stuff on Twitter than I've seen on Instagram. So there, there's kind of the difference there.
1: Well, I mean, the platforms. When I say that, though, I mean the platforms are set up differently. Like yeah. you know, Twitter is—it's not mainly fo- photography, whereas sure. Instagram is photos, videos. Well, more based. videos now. <laughs> yeah, basically videos based. Yeah. But yeah, I think you need you need to find your what you can handle. But I think like I did an experiment where I. I completely Mm -hmm. deactivated my Instagram for a long time. It was like six months at least. And I've sporadically gotten back on, but I I found that in that six months, like, my social interaction, everything, like, it it completely, way it went up, improved. Like, I noticed that it basically forced me to, like, you know, build a real social Mm -hmm. life even more. Right. Whereas before that, I was like, I kind of thought that Instagram was like how the real world worked. And it's like... (laughs) When you grow up with it, you don't realize it, but that's kind of right. what happens.
0: Well, that's the thing is you mentioned the term "growing up." That's what kids nowadays are. Like we, we kind of saw the beginnings of it. We saw the beginnings, high of it school-ish. because it was available for us at a young age. Like it I wasn't had, where I it was, was now, though. I had to wait to get Facebook at thirteen. It's not like I. It's not like Facebook came out when I was thirteen. You know, I had to wait to get Facebook until I was thirteen. Even a lot of but, the main
1: features, though, like Instagram stories, were not around when we were in high school. Oh, no, even
0: no, and Instagram was totally different. It was. I miss. I miss the old. Uh, like app icon yeah i, I still miss that yeah.
1: yeah kind of like the old youtube app on the ipod yeah. touch if you yeah. do that one oh yeah
0: yeah i had i had an ipod touch i think as early as like maybe 2012 or 2011 and I'll, i had it through like 2014 i think so right. i definitely remember that
1: well so, i think at the very least we could probably both say that common ground would be just to extremely limit your social media time yeah be
0: agree. be mindful that would be my term um, I, I would I would personally say delete Instagram. Get rid <laughs> you're, of it. At, you're at one extreme, and I'm not but, a, I'm not at the other where I'm saying use use Instagram for 12 hours a day, use TikTok for 12 hours a day. I'm right, not. That, at that but extreme. that's
1: that's literally all you've done the entire time I've been here. Just been on Instagram.
0: Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> while well, we have while well, we have some football going on in the background.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah. no, I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I don't I don't think Instagram is uh, the best platform, but. You know, at the very least, you should extremely limit your social media time. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. Set,
0: set limits that you know, um, you know, and challenge yourself too. If you think, you know, I'm good with an hour on Instagram, maybe try cutting it down to 45 minutes or half an hour. Or if you think, you know, I can I can only do like 30 minutes on Instagram, try challenging yourself and cutting it to 15 because we have features now. People probably don't use them very often, but there are features where you can limit. You know how often you can use an app, and of course, there's built-in things. All right, you just—I think
1: you just hold the app down. and You press delete. Because <laughs> <laughs> the feature. What?
0: Genuinely, I, I know it's a joke, but there are some people that that is the best option. You know, you think, oh, I could be yeah there for five minutes. Everybody, but, it's the best option for everybody. Okay. <laughs> I. It'd be interesting to see where society goes if social media just stopped working completely. It'd be very interesting.
1: Depression would go way down. Anxiety would go way scary. down. Mental yeah. health would go up. Hmm. You basically see a return to what the '90s, two thousand early two thousands. I guess yeah, but, have but better, more but, productive things to do. Boredom is necessary though, because boredom provokes you to take action and do things. Yeah, look at America being obese, bro. A lot, a lot of people would think. A lot think, more people would be less obese. True. Think and grow rich. And grow rich.
0: It's not. Post and grow
1: rich. Or no, nobody understands. And nobody understands rich. why we just said that. But think yeah. and grow rich. <laughs> if, you,
0: if you know that book, you're a real one for knowing that book. First of all,
1: it's a necessary and, book. Oh, for life.
0: Think and grow rich. Napoleon Hill. If you haven't read that book, get it from the library or buy it from your bookstore as soon as you can because it 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 changed it changes a lot of things for you the way you view life in general.
1: I don't want to speak. We'll probably be speaking too soon to say this, but it definitely changed our lives. Yeah, and I think it, I know
0: people say that as like some like mystical thing but it it's it is life changing I don't want to speak too soon but I think
1: I think that trajectories are that Mm -hmm. I think that book did change our life yeah I I agree yeah I would definitely recommend it we've talked
0: talked about butterfly effect before maybe maybe on true north we have a little bit but definitely outside of the podcast and this video yeah talk about just it's kind of crazy how you know as we believe God God's plan kind of just ripples in different he puts you in a certain place at a specific time and you know, things just go from there.
1: I mean, if one little thing would have changed, I wouldn't have, would have been sitting here talking yeah. right now. You if know, you just... didn't,
0: if you didn't transfer to, to Liberty Christian Academy in in Columbus in Petoskey, Ohio, right, and played baseball there, like e- even if you just went there but didn't play baseball, we still probably wouldn't be as close as we are, right? Or if you, you know, went there and weren't able to go to spiritual emphasis, for example, that that kind of early in that first year, it's yeah. just
1: it's crazy. That should be a whole other video, to be honest. But, it should be. Yeah. yeah, good discussion though. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, let, let us know what you think down in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Uh, special thanks to Pete for being on the channel. We might also put this video on True North or something like that. So,
0: so if you're listening on True North, thank you for listening. Leave right. us a, you know, a like and, uh, you know, subscribe to the channel if, if that's what you, I forget if that's what you can do. On yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same sort of stuff. Right.
1: Know? But yeah, like, like you said, like and subscribe to the channel.
0: Like Joe's saying there at the end there, please, if you enjoyed this episode, give us give us a like. And another thing, too, is we're growing our audience. If you wouldn't mind sharing this with someone maybe who you think can be impacted by our discussion on social media, maybe somebody that you think could cut down on their use of social media or just maybe, you know, if you think there were some important takeaways from this episode, we would really appreciate a share of the podcast And without further ado, this is Peter Burnett signing off from True North Talk and on behalf of Joseph Staten as well. Peace.